Cars are more connected than ever. Some can call for roadside assistance. Some can play music from streaming services. And some even come with Wi-Fi so everyone in the car can surf the internet. But your connected car could also be giving away personal details about you. Today, we give you five ways that your car could be compromising your privacy. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Made Personal Podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. I'm Jim Herman. I have two security alerts for you today. The first involves a social media scam that was recently discovered. This scam was targeted at Verizon customers, although customers of other services also reported receiving the messages. The scam begins with a suspicious message thanking the customers for paying their bills and offering them a link to obtain a, quote, little gift. However, the message appeared much more legitimate since it used the name of the customer. But this was a smishing attack, an attempt to steal your credentials through the use of a text message. So be very careful with the links that you receive. Don't click on links from an unknown number, and even if the link is from someone you know, check and make sure it was actually sent from that person and not someone else. These links are often malicious. Second, if you use Google Chrome, make sure that you have updated to the latest version. Google issued three updates in September, but a new feature in that version had a security vulnerability. Google has not yet released details on exactly what it was, but it did say the October update fixes several high-security issues. To check if you are on the latest version, open Chrome, select the menu, the three dots in the upper right corner, then go to Help and About Chrome. This will display the version you are currently using and whether or not it is the latest version. Do you want to be notified when we release a new episode or when there's an important alert that could affect your online safety? If so, visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash email and sign up for our email list. It will be the safest email in your inbox each week. And don't worry, we won't sell your email address or share it with anyone other than our email service. Once again, that's cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash email. And now, on to today's tip.
Car shopping usually isn't considered to be a fun experience. It can be difficult to find exactly what you want in a car unless you decide to special order one. And if you do that, then you usually have to wait weeks for the factory to build your car and ship it to you. And then you have to deal with the salesman. There's a reason why the profession of car salesman is often associated with sleaziness. To be clear, there are plenty of honest salesmen out there, but there are also plenty of devious ones. And even the honest ones will still be looking to make the sale at the best rate for the dealer, not for you. Once you've agreed on a price and you sit down to complete the sale, you're probably not thinking about protecting your privacy. But there are an increasing number of cars that could be collecting your personal data. Outside of your phone, your car is probably the one item that's most likely to go anywhere that you go. Your car should be your personal sanctuary, but technological advances have meant that your car is now a treasure trove for advertisers. If you're looking to reduce the data your car provides on you, you need to know where to look. So here are five ways that your car could be compromising your privacy. First, your car can be tracked through built-in tracking technology. It's not uncommon to find newer cars that include technology that tracks your movements. Since these are installed as the vehicle is being manufactured, the devices can be wired directly into the car. This makes them difficult, if not impossible, to remove. Now, can your car's dealer legally track your location? It may depend on the laws in your state or country. But in all 50 states and almost every country, it can be done, provided that you're notified. So check the paperwork you sign when you purchase the car. It's very possible that hidden deep in that paperwork is an agreement to data tracking. Second, your car can be tracked through tracking technology that's added by the dealer. If you purchase your car with a loan or lease from a dealer, it's not uncommon for the dealer to add a GPS device. This is especially common at the buy-here-pay-here here type of dealers. Since many of these dealers will let you purchase a car with no credit check, they cover their costs by providing the loans at higher interest rates and repossessing vehicles quickly. If the dealer needs to repossess your car, knowing exactly where the vehicle is located is a big help. Now, in most cases, these dealerships must also obtain your consent before tracking your car. But once again, it's often buried in the paperwork you'll have to sign for the loan. Most people will be so overwhelmed with all the provisions, they won't even notice it. But for those that do, the addition of a tracking device is often a non-negotiable. A new car dealer might be willing to budge, but a buy-here-pay-here here lot will likely make that a requirement for the financing. Third, 
you could be tracked through your car's entertainment system. Many cars use software made by the largest mobile software makers, Google and Apple. Many of the software applications that run on your car will be collecting data about you. For example, a GPS app will obviously be monitoring your location, and that information could be sent back to Google or Apple. But your car's entertainment system could also be used to gather data from another device. Almost all of the systems now allow you to connect your phone to your car. This is very convenient. It allows for hands-free calling and also for playing media through your speakers. But the data on your phone could then be synced with your car. Most of these systems will want access to your contacts and your call logs in order to be able to make calls. Some may also access your text messages so that they can read them back to you if you want. And some cars may even want access to other elements on your phone, such as your photos or your files. There are companies that collect data from car entertainment systems and then sell it for advertising. There's not much regulation around what these companies can collect or how it can be used or sold. Fourth, you could be tracked through apps that are connected to your car's entertainment system. Most of the modern systems allow you to add apps to your car. If you aren't careful, the data your car collects could be accessible to the makers of these apps as well. Location-based advertising seems to be just over the horizon, and adding it into your car would make perfect sense. The data that you supply these apps could also be used for advertising. For example, a GPS app would be able to monitor and transmit your location, but it could also transmit the destination you've programmed and the path it's planning on having you take. Imagine getting ads for restaurants, gas stations, and attractions that will be along your path long before you even get there. That could be a possibility if your GPS app is handing your data over to advertisers. And fifth, you could be tracked through data recorders. Most vehicles on the road now have the equivalent of an airplane's black box located somewhere on the car. These are usually called event data recorders, or EDRs, and they will record data about the operation of the car in the moments leading up to a crash. If a crash occurs, this data can be valuable to the police as part of the investigation. Fortunately, the information recorded on these devices is highly limited. It often does not include GPS data, and it generally does not transmit anything without physical access to the recorder. It's unlikely that anyone is going to be able to read this data unless you're in a crash, and even if someone else does get access to it, it's unlikely that it's going to be very useful. However, there is another type of data recorder that's connected to the internet and records a lot more data. 
almost every major car insurance company offers the opportunity to install a device in your car or use an app on your phone that will record your driving habits. Drive safely and defensively, and you could be rewarded with lower insurance rates. However, this program may not be available in all states. Some states have insurance provisions that prohibit using this type of data to determine insurance rates. These programs may not be for everyone. Obviously, if you have a lead foot or frequently get distracted and have to hit the brakes hard, you're going to be penalized instead of rewarded. If you have a long commute or work odd hours, you could also find that the program increases your rates due to your commute. While devices from insurance companies will record more data than your car's EDR, you do have the choice of whether or not you use them. So what can you do about all this tracking? Well, if the device is built into the car, such as the entertainment system or a GPS device that's installed by the manufacturer, there's not much that you can do. But at the very least, you can research what types of tracking are possible and see if there's any way to stop them. If a tracking device was added by the dealer, you're probably not going to be able to have it removed while the loan is still active. In fact, promising to not tamper with that device is probably one of the conditions of the loan. But once the loan is paid off, ask for it to be removed. And of course, be careful what you install on your car's entertainment system. Make sure you research apps in your car just like you would research apps for your phone. And as we draw this episode to a close, it's time for our cybersecurity pop quiz. Each week, we ask you a question about online security or privacy, and it's your job to figure out the right answer. Today's question is a true or false question. Next week's episode will discuss the privacy settings for Amazon. So the question is, Amazon is a merchant, not a social media company, so you don't have a public profile on the site. True or false? Come back again next time to find out the answer or visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash pop quiz to submit your guess and get the chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we conclude season four next August. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. Check out the show notes page linked in the description for more information about today's tip and a transcription of today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you could visit our welcome page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com welcome. There, you can find more information about the show and links to some of our most popular episodes. CybersecurityMadePersonal.com 
is provided for educational purposes only. Don't take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you understand what you're doing and the possible consequences. Visit CybersecurityMadePersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Tech Media. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, stay safe.